As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Brav Bro. Uh, well, I guess I don't know because we're doing a joint episode, so I don't know if I should do the Brav Bros intro. Let me just introduce David Yontif from Behind the Velvet Rope. Uh, big fan of your show. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. How are you today? I've been looking forward to it too. It's a crossover. It's the first of hopefully many crossovers, and like starting with Vanderpump Rules. So we're starting big, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. All we're right? really excited. And of yeah, course, everybody, everybody's got a lot shoots? to say. Well, yeah, don't yeah, don't forget about me over here. I'll introduce myself. I'm Shooter Magooder. Oh, yeah, happy sorry. to be here. Happy to talk about Vanderpump with David today and Steele, I guess, of course. And yeah, I mean, what better show to start off with, especially now, given the recent news, the article, and then obviously the episode. Where I guess we should start is do you want to start off with the article? Should we just get it out of the way right away? Sure. Everybody happy with that? Let's do it. I mean, I think we have to because I went on Instagram and I thought it was a parody account. I thought there's no way on earth that Tom Sandoval, and that's saying a lot because he does a lot of stupid shit, but like there's no way that he compared his plate to that of OJ Simpson and George Floyd. I think I understand what he was trying to say as far as like captivating the media, but to make that reference, especially the George Floyd reference, especially during Black History Month was astounding. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's taken on a life of its own. You know, he's issued, and did you see his statement now? He's issued a statement. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I just saw something. Gertie from Miami has come out, and she's got something to say to Mr. Sandoval. You know what it is? I was doing so many things at once when I read it. So, like, it, it's so insane that like it didn't even process like i read it and i was doing a hundred other things i'm like mm -hmm. wait what and then i went back to it i'm like what that's funny because that's honestly how that's pretty much how the scandal evolved for me i read it or got like 50 text messages from steel and other people and i read the whole thing and i'm like oh wait what what the fuck happened and then i went back and you know i was doing my other things and then after a couple of minutes it kind of set in the article was way different i mean i i thought it was a parody account immediately until i saw the myt at the bottom and started dying laughing because like how much more ridiculous can this guy get it's it's incredible it's unbelievable he comes up with new ideas as to how to make him more hateable and i just don't know I, every time that i think he's done he's just not done he just keeps going it's crazy yeah. I was just going to say, I wonder where this is. Cause did you read, I forgot what I was just reading. Did you read that? Like his publicist, I guess was on the phone the whole time texting and that then Bravo called like the next day. Did you read that part? And they were like, no, what did you say about George Floyd? <laughs> yeah. They, they, he had like a crisis publicist, like on hand to make sure he didn't do anything dumb. And the thing with all of it, and like, it's making this season a lot more difficult for me to watch, mm -hmm. honestly, because there is a part of me when the season started, when we're going through the motions again, we're, we're getting back into Scandival and we're only three months removed and it was a good reminder out of the gate. Like, okay, it's still pretty fresh for everybody. So of course they're still going to harbor a lot of ill will towards them, all of this. And I was like, I wonder when we're going to see them start to piece the group back together. Cause we've seen them in the media. Like we've seen that, you know, Lala has been with Sandoval. Sheena has been hanging out with them. Schwartz, like the, they're cool with him again to some degree. 
but as this stuff's happening and I'm trying to think like he cheated, you know, it's, it's, it was crazy and captivating and yeah, like he burned the world down in the process, but at the end of the day, it was a cheating scandal. So like, there is a way for him to like reclaim his life in some capacity, but trying to sympathize with him or empathize in any way, shape or form when he's going on the vile files and sounds ridiculous. And then he's going in the New York times and sounding ridiculous. It's like, this just might be who he is. He might just be a huge piece of shit with no redeemable qualities. And it's, it's harder for me to watch the scenes with the confessionals and talking about being in love with Raquel and how he misses his friendship with Sheena. I'm like, you're just acting now. This is all bullshit because of how you're acting in the media right now today. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is a disconnect yeah, and you're just like, you just might be this person, right? I mean, and he also doesn't care. And then part of me is like, is what you're doing in the media, like I, I'm such a jaded person. This is the New Yorker in me. I'm such a like, is it slipping away? Is scandal like fading into the background that you want? Like, a, like I, I almost feel like, I don't think this is a mistake, but I, I mean, I don't think this is like purposeful, but part of me is like, I feel like he knows what he's being a douche, like on the vile files. And is like, I'm just going to lean into it because like everyone's like starting to talk about something else. I don't know. That's just where my mind goes. Yeah. Do you think that maybe he got, the, and this is a really, really weird way to put this. Do you think he got addicted to the attention? Like he sees everything kind of going away. And now, yeah, yes. I mean, the show's back. So people are watching it this way, but he doesn't, he no longer has all these people pining for his attention to yell at him and, you know, bash him all over the place. But we saw him over the summer going on tour with his band. He was embracing all of that. So that's why I think it's much harder to watch this show. And that's one of the more frustrating things is like Steele said, yeah, you can kind of see a way that he gets back in. And we knew that the group kind of accepted him back at some point in time. So we've kind of been bracing ourselves for that. But we're watching this and we're watching him clearly lie in his confessional and he's treating James like shit the first time that he sees James. He's treating Sheena like shit the first time that he sees Sheena. Like, how are they not seeing that? And I get that there's a show and you have to film with each other. So you kind of want to be a little copacetic at some point. But on a very real level, it's only three months removed. You've got Ariana over here telling you, hey, this dude's a piece of shit. We do not have to give him any grace. I don't know why you guys feel so weird about this just because Lisa's whispering weird things in your ear. <laughs> that doesn't really count. You shouldn't be giving him any sort of space to figure these, this stuff out or giving him any empathy. It doesn't make any sense. So while he's doing all of that and treating everybody like crap still instead of apologizing, I don't understand why the group is willing to accept him back. And I guess we're going to see that next week in Tahoe where they start to have conversations with him and they're showing a little bit more emotion. That's really going to be annoying while he's doing all of this out in the current day. Yeah. And yeah. I just can't wait. Give it like 24 hours. I'm <laughs> sure she, I'm sure Sheena's going to have a comment. I'm sure everyone's going to start having comments, you know, even though we have to now watch this, it's like, what do they think about this? Like, where are their comments? Yeah. And what's that going to do to the current state of like their friendships and what game, like any ground that he's gained has to be questioned now because of how he is behaving in the media. And what I was afraid was going to happen this season and what is now happening, this show cannot survive on Scandaval alone. And all we have talked about this season is Scandaval. And I'm not going to lie, like this episode dragged a little bit for me because it's like, all right, well, it raises the question of where does this show go from here? What's the next step for Vanderpump Rules without the polarizing event that was Scandaval? Because you can't survive on that. It's already running thin and it's episode three. So where do you think? 
I talk about that all the time on my podcast. Like, I don't, you know, listen, we're going to watch this season, right? It was three months later. It's whatever. Where, where is this show next season? I have, I cannot, I don't understand where we're going to go from here. I mean, Ariana's not going to speak to him. I mean, others kind of are, but it's like, right, we can't still be talking about Scandal next season. So what do we have here left? I, I don't know. Yeah, we honestly have no idea where the show is going to go in the next couple of years. And Steele and I have theorized that Ariana is going to move on to bigger and better things. She's not going to be part of the show anymore. She's, you know, she's in Chicago. She's doing all these other things that she's always wanted to do aside from reality TV. And maybe there's just no real space for her to grow anymore in this show, which is fine. You know, go on and do bigger and better things. What does VPR do in response to that? Steele seems to think that uh, maybe Raquel could come back next year without Ariana. And then we have to see, you know, the Tom and our, uh, Raquel scenes that are going to make us want to squirm. And then obviously the rest of the group is going to have to kind of fall in line with that. That could get them another season. But at that point, are we just doing this season by season? Like, all right, what can we do to fix this? What can we do to fix this? And it just brings us back to where we were before Scandal, which was the show's got nothing left. There's nothing else going on. And what, we're going to have the Valley on in the background and we're going to have to suffer through Jax and say, oh yeah, maybe there's a, maybe there's a minor league system out there that we can bring these people. <laughs> in. Like, no, that's, it's just not going to work that way. So I am a little scared and I, I'm happy that people are coming around to the idea of, we don't know what this show is going to look like in the next couple of years. It might just run its course. I agree. I've said both. I, I thought Ariana was not going to come back for this season, but I understand why she is back. I agree. I don't think she's going to come back. I think regardless of whether she comes back or not, I do think, and I've said this a lot on my show too, I think Raquel coming back is possible. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. Like she's going to have a year off. I mean, this podcast, I also don't know how, I mean, people seem to, I don't know where her podcast is going either. I mean, I know she's working in mental health and everything, but Eventually, she's talking a lot about Scandal and all of this. So I don't know where that podcast is going. No shade, but I just don't know. I think a year away, I think Raquel coming back, right, that's not going to solve the problem. But I think that will put a Band-Aid on it for next season. At least I can see that, even if Ariana is there, but I don't think she will be. I totally agree with you, but I don't know where we go after that. I don't either. And I think that that's, as Shooter said, you know, you're going to keep trying to fix it. And as you said, David, it's putting a bandaid on the problem. But unfortunately, if you bring Raquel back, all of us are going to watch it. Everybody that has watched Vanderpump for its entire run and everybody that jumped in just at Scandal, you're going to tune in to see what Raquel does. And I think that, you know, it's still, it is a bold prediction and it's not likely that she returns, but there is a door for it. And I think that with this season, apparently being about learning how to forgive Tom based on what LVP is saying and everybody's response to LVP. That seems to be the direction that we're going in, at least for now. If that's the case, Tom was the bigger perpetrator here than Raquel. So if they can forgive Sandoval, then there is absolutely no reason they can't forgive Raquel. And that is a guaranteed next season, especially if this season continues to go in this direction and gets more and more stale. It's like, well, what do we do? Well, shit, bring her back. Ariana, go off, do your thing. Great, cool. Yeah. And then bring Raquel. The, the thing about Raquel is who who is there to forgive Raquel? What are we just going to see Sheena forgive her? Like, she's not close with anybody yes. else. That's it? Yeah. Though? Like, we're just going to have Tom, Raquel, and Sheena? Like, I, I really don't even think, in, in the grand scheme of things and what we're talking about, slapping a Band-Aid on the show with Raquel coming back, 
I don't think that's even enough to save one season. We're going to get tired of that like two episodes in pretty easily. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you'll tune in for the first episode. For sure. The first episode, yeah. But I think like, okay, so it was a little producer set up, but I think Lala will somehow come around. Look, I think they'll say to Lala, you have no choice and she doesn't really care. She just wants her paycheck. I think so she'll say, I was a mistress. I understand, blah, blah, blah. We have Schwartz. I, uh, maybe not James, but I think a lot more people will forgive her. Lisa will have a scene with her. Yes, I think we got to get over that and we have to have some other dynamics. But yeah, maybe we'll bring someone else back, maybe. I, th- I, I mean, think so, I but know. like, uh, who do you bring back if it's not Raquel? Is it Jax? Do you see how he no, does in the Valley God, and then no. bring him back over? Do you bring Dodie back? Like, what's the move, I guess? And that's kind of unfortunate that we're already having this conversation of what to do next, because I thought that they would have a better game plan than just let's keep talking about Scandaval and try to figure out how to fix this group. If it was leaning more so on the fact that everybody was working their own way through it and not having this forced conversation with LVP where it's like, you guys have to get over this and you have to do this. And they're, you know, they're making it difficult because they're bringing up a lot of very sensitive topics to discuss and a lot of very sensitive things to question and to analyze because of the severity of the implications. So it's an interesting route that it's taken thus far. And this is going to kind of lead us into this episode a little bit, but I guess what I would like to see, what would make me happy to see this show moving forward is let's dive into something about her. Let's get into what every individual person has been up to. DJ James Kennedy has been doing his thing. Let's go talk about that. He's been DJing around the country. He's been doing fairly well. How's he doing? Can we get more individualized where it's not so focused around Tom? Because I don't think that that is sustainable. Yeah. Like you never see James packing up, going away. We all know he's everywhere every weekend, right? We don't see that. The sandwich shop, I mean, I walked, I'm in LA now. I walked by it a few weeks ago. I mean, it looks as bad as people said it does. So like, what really is going on with that? Let's have a little bit more LVP. I mean, like we used to see more about what was going on in Lisa's life. I mean, I always say like, this is the best job she's ever had. I mean, why would you ever go back to Beverly Hills Housewives? Like you are literally on this show for like three minutes get a big paycheck and so it's like let's see more about her right i mean there's so much we could do with this i think it's a mistake to not start weaning that stuff in Mm -hmm. but they're not i really don't think they're going to i think they have like a full on every season they could just have one cast trip that goes to lake tahoe i mean that's kind of what they're doing they've done it what three years in a row now like I guess Havasol was last year, but this year's Lake Tahoe. Just send them over to LVP's restaurant. Go to Nevada. Just, you know, go to Vegas for a little while. Then you can come back. And that's pretty much all you have to do back and forth and back and forth. But yeah, I mean, until they start to break down the individuals and what they're going through in their actual lives like they used to, we're not going to get anything. But I think that this is Bravo at the end of the day. They're going to try to get as much out of the scandal as possible. And this is why they picked up cameras three months in. And we're just going to have to endure it this season and just hope and pray that they figure something out next year. And the ratings are good. That's the crazy I know. Thing. Yeah, they are. People complain, though. I mean, I get a lot of DMs where people are not. They're like, I'm not watching anymore. Well, someone's watching because the ratings are pretty high. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, made, I made a TikTok today about that stupid article and posted it. And I want to say 100 comments where people go, and this is why I'm not watching the show anymore. And like you said, you check the ratings. It's like, did you really turn it off? 
because I yeah, think that's, I watching think that's the show. I think right. that's the general progression. That's the first step is saying, I'm not going to watch it anymore, but you're still like three or four episodes before you actually stop watching. You got to start yeah, it off early, you know? Just turn it off if you don't like it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think that, you know, I, I think everyone's going to suffer through this season regardless just to see what they can do with it. I think that the real question mark lies in next year. I don't think this season's going to be fine. People are going to tune in to hate watch Sandoval. They're going to tune in because they are going to want to bitch and moan about how the show is not what it used to be. Like there's all sorts of reasons to watch it other than enjoying it, unfortunately. But let's get into today's episode because we all just watched it. And um, as we know, Allie and James are hosting a pool party. They spent two grand on this pool party to have everybody over. But we get a little quick note that was kind of funny that the driver, the Lyft driver that dropped off um, Ariana and Sound of Sandoval. Wow. Sandoval. Sandoval. <laughs> You're getting fancy here tonight. You're making Tom fancy. Like, what the fuck? Tom Sandoval and Ariana were dropped off at their place by the same Lyft driver. And then he drove them back from See You Next Tuesday, which is such a funny callback. And I love, I don't know who this man is. And Ariana is 100% right. I want to talk to this guy. One, he has no idea what Scandival is, or he just played it super cool. And two, what would that car ride be like? What is that like when they were in the heat of it? She had just found the video of Raquel, and they're driving back in a lift, and this poor man's just, what, like silently sitting there? But also a little weird that he recognized the house and uh, a lift drive before. Are we a little concerned about that one? No? Uh, a couple months, couple how, months later? He's like, hey, how, I know this house. Oh, dude. How? Like, how is that possible? I don't understand it. In LA, where I'm sure he's driving a lot and he probably does, you know, 10 to 15 trips a day, maybe he works like six days. Like, that is a lot of trips to remember ones. I guess it's not every day that you have a couple in your backseat yelling at each other. But at the same time, a little weird. Raised an eyebrow. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I think that, I mean, that does call into question whether or not he did actually know about what was going on. Yes, But I also think that if it reached the level that it could have reached in the back of that lift because of what she just found and she was stating facts, if she was like re like walking through what actually happened, like I picked up your phone and it's this video of Raquel playing with herself and you're jerking off in the corner of it. Like you'd remember that. You'd definitely remember okay. that. Yeah. All right. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. Just looking, I'm just looking out for the safety of everybody, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a little strange. It's a little strange, but... I, I, but you know with this audience, somebody is going to find this guy. Uh, I'm not going sure. to. I don't know if you guys are going to, but somebody, these super sleuths, they're going to find this guy. One of our listeners will find them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but this next scene is a big one, and this is when LVP brings over Sheena and Lala to her, to Villa Rosa. Which, you know, it's always a delight to go there. And again, why don't we film there more? I love that house. I want to see that house. But they bring them, or sorry, LVP brings them over to discuss Sandoval. And as we know, LVP lost her brother to suicide. So this is a very, this topic hits very close to home for her. And in talking to Sandoval, there's some things that are reminding her of her brother. Some things that he had mentioned and said and, you know, Tom flat out brought up the fact that he was having suicidal thoughts. And again, this is such a touchy subject. I think I do agree with LVP and you would rather extend a hand and be manipulated 
than not do anything and live with regret. So that I do understand. But I think it's interesting with these two, with Lala and Sheena, who made a ton of money on talking shit about Sandoval for a very long time, for an extended period of time. They sold merch, and up until somewhat recently, pretty much the filming of the show and probably this scene, up until this scene, they were probably still talking shit. So was it quick of them to turn? Like, they turned like that. They're like, yeah, you're probably right. We should probably reach out a hand to him and, like, make sure he's okay. Or do you think that she really hit home in that conversation with them? Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. I think, well, what do you mean like that? She, I think that they're just like, okay, this is the job and this is, sure, whatever. So do you think, my my feeling on that whole scene was that LVP is trying to produce a show and she is trying to get her, her pawns to play the game again. And she's trying to get this group back together because the group back together means good ratings. Yeah. And the thing is like, you know, we hated, hated Diana Jenkins and now she's gone. We love to hate Ramona Singer. So like, we're not getting rid of Tom Sandoval. So that's just like a, that's known. So I think by the end, look, there's a lot of rumors out there too. By the end of the season, we're all going to start to be like, maybe. Like they're giving him as best an edit as they could. And they're giving Ariana kind of not a great edit. But I think it's going to get even more favorable towards him. So I just think it's more like you said, they're producing a show and like, they're just not getting rid of this person. And like, we have to start softening this and shut up, Lala, shut up, Sheena. You all got huge raises. <laughs> and I really do think that it's not knocking them. I just truly think that they, like, I think, like you said, this, where was this show season nine? We were mm-hmm. on life support. I just think it's like, there's nothing worse than a reality. Like it's reality TV stars wake up when it's like, it's the end, like the check's going away. And now your check's even bigger. I just think, I think that's why it does work. Cause they all know what they, they, they know it was going away. So they're like, well, just, sure, we'll just make great TV. Sure. Yeah. I, That's I think, just my opinion. I think that makes sense, too. And, and my my gripe with this is that it's a, it's just a little too soon. It's a little too quick to do this. Okay, we need to sit down and forgive Tom instead of letting them all kind of air it out. I mean, we got to see James sit down with them. Everybody that's close enough to him is on the verge of ready to forgive him. I mean, we see Sheena breaking down pretty much every scene that she talks about Tom. So you know that as soon as he says hi to her, which he did in the back alley, she's basically ready to forgive him if he says the right things. So yeah, was James he, he when he goes over to her outfit. What did he she call was, her? Yeah, uh, Shania Twain on the motorcycle. Yeah, she's as like, oh, we're good now. <laughs> as soon as he said yes. that, he was like, okay, yeah, we're okay. If you apologize to me right now, we're good. And I will go white knight for you into battle. And she's not, I mean, he's not doing himself any favors. But I don't think we're getting enough, and maybe this is LVP producing the show because she realizes nobody is going to film with him if he continues doing this. So I need to kind of force this and say, look, he's in a really dark time right now. I see some parallels, and maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, but I see these parallels going on right now. Maybe give him a little bit of grace and sit down and talk to him and see if he'll 
you know, apologize for everything that's going on and you guys can try to move forward. Obviously, she can't have that conversation with Ariana, but she can do it with Lava. She can do it with Sheena. She can do it with James later. She can do whatever she wants. And I think that is LVP trying to produce the show to get Sandoval back in the crew because this show doesn't work with, you know, Tom and fucking Billy Lee going and doing uh cold plunges all the time like what are we supposed to do with that we i can't sink my teeth in any of that because there's no drama involved with that so let's get them back in the group and we'll see how the relationships mend or break more or whatever they might happen but until we get him back there's nothing to be said for it yeah but i think that i would be open to that like all of this shit makes sense to me this is what's so frustrating right now and it's because of what's happening today, like what we're seeing in, in social media and in actual popular culture media, like on fucking TV and the times, all of this, that's, what's frustrating is I can understand everything she's saying. Like, Hey, he didn't kill anybody. Like, can we give this dude some grace and move on? Like, we don't need to ruin his entire life over a cheating scandal. He, he has taken his beating. He did not take it. Well, he was on the road with his quote unquote band, talking shit on stage like he wasn't doing a good job in the scenes where he's like yeah i handled like shit honestly on a reality tv show that scene where he's like yeah i handled everything like shit i'm like all right fine let's move on from this now but because of the way he's behaving today it makes everything all of these conversations almost seem null and void because she's like we can't ruin his life over this it's like well his life doesn't seem to be ruined he doesn't seem to give too many shits about all of this so i'm now curious now that i'm like spinning the wheel a little bit is that because did he found this newfound confidence because he's now cool with people in the group again so we're seeing like after the season ended he's cool with everybody so now he's going back on the on the offensive where he's like no i'm gonna be myself and just talk shit again rather than be humble and kind of just take his lashings yeah maybe it's either that or it went complete the opposite and everybody hates him again. So now he really doesn't care. One of those two things happen, but there's no way that it's somewhere in the middle where he's got a couple of them here and there scattered throughout. It'll be more interesting. Like David was talking about earlier. I want to see what Sheena has to say about the article. I want to see what Lala has to say about the article. DJ James Kennedy has to say something. So there's a lot of things that we need to get out there. Obviously Katie commented on it right away and said, what the fuck is this? Rightfully so. Everybody else needs to chime in and then we'll have a better understanding of where they are. And if they don't chime in, their silence says a lot. And where's Lisa's comment? When is that coming? But that's, I guess that's my biggest gripe then. We shouldn't have to wait for real time answers today when we're watching a show that happened months ago. We should be able to watch this show and find out what's happening next, not gauge the reaction of the group based on him going to the times or on the vile files. Well, then he, why is Bravo letting him do it? Bra- Bravo can block anything they want. Because they know it's good press. They know people are going to watch because they read the Times article today. Any yeah. press is good press. There's no such thing as bad press. People tuned in tonight simply because they saw that headline that Tom Sandoval compared himself to George Floyd. That's a good point. And I think Tom, you know, starting with a Howie Mandel and like, I think, you know, Tom's not a newbie. Like, I think he does do Like, I don't think, you know. You know how it works. The newbies, they ask Bravo for permission. Bravo says, no, no, no podcast today, dear. And then there's people like Tom that are like, yeah, I'm doing whatever I want. And there's no asking. So I think he just has gone rogue. I mean, much larger discussion. But And these are not the exact same thing. But like, I mean, we we, we did let Dodie go. We did let Stasi go. We did let, you know, Jax go. I guess none of that means anything because Jax is back and Dodie's back. 
Stasi doesn't want to be back. So it's just like, I don't know, like, just where's, how's Bravo going to react to this or will there be no reaction? I'm just curious. That's actually a question that a lot of people raised in comments and stuff today. If you're reading, it's like, is he going to be fired for this? Is there going to be repercussions for this? And I think honestly, and this is a shitty thing to say, I think it's going to depend on how this season does genuinely. And it shouldn't because that is a fireable offense. It was a fucking insane thing to say, especially in a, you know, the New York times, which is not the most reputable source anymore by any means. It's kind of clickbait shit regardless now, but I I think that it's going to come down to that. I think it's literally, how did this season go? Can we afford to not have him back? And I think that the answer, regardless, is a resounding no. Like, we need him. They need him. There's there's no other way to look at this show without him in the picture, especially the way it's going now. Because yeah, Tom, no one else is Tom Sandoval. Anything. Tom Sandoval with leverage is a scary thing. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's a scary thing, and there is leverage. It's The ratings are huge. So mm-hmm. they're not, I mean, and the ratings are not huge almost anywhere else yeah. in the Bravoverse these days. Beverly Hills is doing good, mm-hmm. but that's possibly where it, right. So this is just like, this is like the darling of the network. I, I mean, I wasn't sure. I really was like, because we're all saying like, how are we getting, we're here in a whole season of Scandal, and we're like, What? So I really thought it would come back and all these people that tell me they're not going to watch the ratings weren't going to be good. And here we are. They are. So I think Tom is coming back and I do think it depends on the season, but I don't see the numbers going down that drastically. No, No. they won't. No, they won't. But the next scene is kind of like we jump back and forth between the pool party and the 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 worst named place I think I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. Please and say I, I, <laughs> into me see intimacy. And the premise of this place is great because it's got like ice baths, cold I plunges. It's got su- why do you hate why? the name? I think the name's it's great. So not, no, Dude, that's not, clever. Oh, you know why I hate it? Why? What's that? There's a movie. Oh my god, you know Jesus. Did you guys see the Love Guru with uh Michael Myers? Oh God! Yeah. I, I I never. I did not. He plays a love guru, and he talks about into me intimacy. Into me, I see. Maybe that's <laughs> where they got it. My brain. It's a bad name. It, I don't think it was very clever. Right, I that's think you're a bit of a hater, but you know it's okay. You saw into me see, and you're like, oh, great call. <laughs> I didn't even. It went in one ear and out the other ear. Oh, this, these like, are the things okay. that I get stuck on. We watch on this very differently. I like get stuck on other things. Like I'm stuck on way back at the pool party when he's like Casa Kennedy. James said Casa Kennedy like five times. Doesn't Allie live there? Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. That's, that's what stuck good. out to me. I was like, and Donut. We have a new dog, Donut. Those are the two things that. Donut's great. I don't but I don't know. I mean, Casa Kennedy. Like I'm like, what about, I don't understand. Allie's standing right there. Like what? Not is only that, that is- but it. The, at, the end, at the end of the pool party scene when they have to show an airplane flying over their house like come on <laughs> let, leave them alone they they got a house near the airport we don't have to recall that there's no way a plane went over at that point they, they yeah. also shopped smart they bought a house within their means it's a nice place you don't have to highlight that they live near the <laughs> yeah. airport it's okay like it's okay guys <laughs> but i have highlighted it many times have you <laughs> well I, I i'm between new york and la so i am in la now i'm just i 
personally would never buy a place near the airport, even if it was a great deal. And I messed up the airport, so everyone online came for me. I said LAX. Apparently, it's the Burbank Airport. Sorry, I don't know exactly where James Kennedy lives. I just it came up to you LAX, for that. So, yeah, yeah really it's funny. it's the Burbank Airport, according to our lovely listeners here. Today. How dare so now you? I know that right? How dare I? Regardless, airport. I don't want to hear planes. I just don't want to. So <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. But, I mean, there are other but, areas in LA where you can get a good deal ish. Well, excuse me. There's other areas in LA which are less expensive than very expensive. How's that? Yeah, my, my brother lives in uh, Los Feliz. So we actually went out there to visit him not too, too long ago. But um, not that that's pertinent to anything, but just to let you know. <laughs> so you, you've seen the LA. Fun fact. Yes. <laughs> but let's get into Into Me See. And this scene with Billy Lee, for whatever reason, she's back. I mean, I know why she's back because somebody has to film with Sandoval. But again, I feel like that was a misstep by Bravo. I think that it would have done them a lot of favors if we had to watch Sandoval flounder a little bit to try to find these connections again within the group because Schwartz is open to it. We all knew Schwartz would be open to it. There was no question that Schwartz would be back in the fold pretty quickly. I think there was an easy avenue for James to become his friend again if he had just apologized at the house instead of bringing up Dodie. So I think that that was a huge misstep. Do you think that Billy Lee is going to bring anything to this? Or are we going to constantly see this same scene for the rest of the season? I don't know. I, I was just imagining what that scene looks like without Billy Lee. And it's just Tom by himself getting in a cold plunge. <laughs> it's like, is he, talk, is he talking to himself? Like, how do we get anything out of this scene? Like, that is truly why they have her there is just so we can get him talking. But the problem with that is everything that comes out of his mouth is bullshit. Every single word that comes out of his mouth is a complete lie. So he's lying about how he feels. He's lying about what he wants to do with Raquel. And yeah, again, I understand it for the TV show. But at the same time, if you're just going to put somebody there to get Tom talking and all he's going to do is lie and not talk about how he feels betrayed by his friends or like, give me at least that. Just talk about the people on the show. Say that you feel betrayed by Sheena. Say that you feel betrayed by Lala, because at least I know you're being real. Don't talk about you being in love with Raquel. Talk about what else is going on on the show. I don't give a shit about Raquel anymore. We don't have time to discuss this here today, but it just jogged my memory when you were saying that, Shooter. I mean, what are we going to see next season when we have Teresa over here and we have Melissa over oh, here? Oh, God. No, we're, we don't have to, we don't we're about to embark on this. But, right, we, 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 we don't have time yeah. to discuss. We could do that in a few months. But, like, that is this to me. Like, it just, when you were saying that, it's just like, that is this. Like, when you say Tom by himself, it's just going to be that, but that's just where I go. But yeah, I mean, I still don't understand. Like, yeah, make someone just film with him. You don't have to like force the emotions. You're not saying Sheena make up with him. Just force another scene with somebody. Right? Yeah, that, yeah that's all they have to do. That's the best way to do it rather than bring back somebody that nobody wants back. I think that's the general consensus all across any social media platform is why the fuck is Billy Lee back on my screen? And the worst part is like, and this is when I personally have an issue with reality shows is when it's blaringly obvious that this is not real and something like this, you're like, okay, well we know why she's here. So I'm not going to take any of these scenes seriously. Couple that with the things that Sandoval's saying, I'm not going to take those seriously because we heard him talk in the reunion that he's no longer in love with Raquel. So what has changed? in the last three months, because now you are saving yourself for her. You're saving yourself for her. How does that sentence leave your mouth? Are you fucking kidding me? 
I just think he believes his own law. Like, I think he's a little confused. Yeah, actually, he spent that time in New Zealand just convincing himself of his own lies. <laughs> That's absolutely I, what happened. Kind of. That actually makes way more sense than and anything else. He had the little pocket that watch is... that he uh, flicked out that had Raquel's picture in there, and it was black and white like an old-timey one, too. Did I miss that? How did I miss that? Why, I, just, I just made that up. That didn't happen. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, why? Oh, guys. I was like... <laughs> he would, though. Uh, Got to get back to my main squeeze. Yeah. He would have that. I that know. would be I a know. real thing. But he believes his lies. He does. And like when he's talking with Billy Lee, he's like, you know, I wish I could get my old life back. And he speaks from a place of like, he's not the one that burned it all to the ground. But what drives me crazy and it's going to wear, it already has worn thin and it's going to get more and more annoying is this victim mentality that he has where it's like, he literally says, it's always the people closest to you that hurt you the most. Dude, look in the mirror. What are we doing? Like, seriously, like what, what's this approach? Like, do you, you get any closer is, than yourself? But do you guys think that this is any way, shape, or form like going to pan out well? Like, where what happens? Seriously, I know we keep asking this fucking question, but like, where does this storyline go? <sighs> nowhere. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're not <laughs> just, going to sustain silence. Nowhere. Yeah, I mean, like, you have Schwartz. He has Schwartz, and that he'll always have Schwartz, and. I really just think, like, look, I mean, they'll never, like, if this show ended tomorrow, I don't think, who's going to speak to Tom other than Schwartz? And I mean, maybe other than Schwartz. I mean, Lisa, maybe, but not really. I think Schwartz. With Schwartz, that's interesting, just to kind of pivot so we're not, like, solely Sandoval this whole episode. How do you think Schwartz is doing, like, handling himself? Like, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, and, you know, he's gotten a lot of backlash last year for everything that was going on, and what did he know, and should he have spoken out, this and that. I actually, other than being so quick to forgive, instead of kind of standing firm and having some tougher conversations with him initially, I appreciate what he's doing this season as far as how he is talking to Tom. At least he is not completely folding. He's saying, I think you should do this. You're not doing yourself any favors. And he's being a good friend. Like I'm trying to put myself in a position where like one of my friends has done a similar thing and done this shit and blown his life up. I would be there. Like we would have some tough conversations. I'd call him an idiot and he'd have to repent, but I wouldn't ditch my friend entirely. Like that's where I think about Schwartz, but I'm curious where you guys stand. I always say, I mean, very unpopular opinion. If I had a really good friend or a family member that did any of these things, I would stand by them. Right. I usually then go on to give horrible examples like Jen Shaw. Like if Jen Shaw were my true lifelong friend from high school or elementary school, I would stand by her. So that's when people are like, "We've you've lost us. But I stand by that statement. See, listen, I told you it's going to be an unpopular opinion. Listen, <laughs> that was, that's unpopular. That's a pretty sometimes, unpopular. well, sometimes <laughs> it's like controversial. I'm on my best behavior here today with this Brav Rose crossover. But that <laughs> no, is let just, it out. So, so I, I would always stand by the, if they were a true friend, you know, not like a Heather Gay that's not really friends with Jen. But so I understand Schwartz standing by him. I think, you know, you could have a little bit more of a backbone at times and like speak up even more to yes. Tom or any of the others, but I don't have a problem with that. No, that's just me. I think fundamentally, I don't have any issues with it when it comes to just defending your friend and being there with your friend, which, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about right now. 
the problem is that we've watched this show for so long that we know what kind of friendship they have. Their friendship is Sandoval manipulating the shit out of Schwartz. And it came to a head last year where now he's taking the brunt of a lot of things that are going on with the Ariana thing as well as the restaurant thing. So that's really where our frustration lies with Schwartz is you we know you're going to get back with Tom at some point in time. You don't have to sugarcoat it. You don't have to act like you're doing one thing and then completely turn tail and go the other way. But at least stick up for yourself for a little while. Like that is one thing. Just show a little bit of a backbone and say, dude, you fucked me here. And then also with the restaurant, like you need to apologize to me directly and I need a sincere apology. And then I'll think about it and then we'll try to move forward and like work our way through it. He just abandons everything and shows up at his birthday party like the day later. He showed a little bit of backbone at that lunch. And Tom was scared that Schwartz wasn't going to be on his side. You had him at the right point and you came right back the next day. And now all of a sudden Sandoval's back like that. It was so quick. Just do it a little bit longer. Make him suffer for a little while. Like he made you suffer while he just fucking went on tour with his band and then went to New Zealand. Like you can make him pay for those things. And instead you just completely cower in fear of Sandoval and go right back into his graces. Like it's, that's the most frustrating thing. We can say that we agree with the friendship of it all. Yeah. You're going to stick by your boy after whatever just happened. I don't care. You know, friendship is above everything else, but you see what he did to you in the last year and you're not making him repent for that. Like that's insane. I agree. And I, I, this actually takes us right into like the Lala and Schwartz talk that we saw at the party. And there's a few things I want to touch on here. I mean, we've, we've already discussed a little bit of Schwartz being that middle person between Sandoval and everybody else in the group, as we knew he would be. I'm surprised again that we're getting to this so quickly that and it's because we have to go to Tahoe and we need there to be some peace in the group so that we can all go to Tahoe. So I get it. But I want to talk about the Ariana comments because we saw in the previous episode when Schwartz presented to the group about Tahoe and Ariana kind of clapped back at him and the group was giving him advice, strong advice on what he should be doing to get his life together. And that is to pull away from Sandoval. Lala singing a very different tune now where she is, you know, I don't want to live my life angry and I don't want to harbor all these feelings and either be yelling at somebody or curled up in the fetal position, which I can appreciate and nobody should live their life like that. So if she is trying to grow and let things go, like, I think that is a good move for Lala and probably something she's needed to do for a long time. You know, I think that we'd have a very different Lala without the anger coming out randomly when she gets fired up and then she claps back at somebody. I think that that's a Lala we would all appreciate because she does offer a lot to this show when she's on, when she's doing well. So I, I do look forward to that. But, and this also goes to that comment we've seen in the trailer a bunch of times where it's like she gets cheated on and she becomes God. Now, in this scene last week, when Ariana was talking to Schwartz, did you get a vibe that she feels like she's kind of above it or on a pedestal or as he said, like an ego or a queen kind of vibe? Or do you think that she is well within her right to to have this stance because of what she's been through? Ariana? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I just said I would stand by Jen Shaw, so everyone's already turned, <laughs> turned on me. So why not just, because my listeners are not like, David, speak up. We yeah, all know how you feel about this. This is a collab episode. We need to hear your takes too. 
I look, I said in the beginning, way back, that I think that eventually everyone is going to turn on Ariana. I think that is happening now. Um, I do think that, yeah, I think that it has gone to her head. I understand, like, I want to create generational wealth for my family and, like, I better just work, work, work. I could appreciate all of that. Like, this is going to go away. You're not always going to be on Dancing with the Stars and Moxie Hart on Broadway and all of these deals. It's why I thought she wasn't going to come back this season. It's why I think she may not come back next season. I think she's outgrown the show, but I do think that it has gone to her head. Yes. I don't think that Steele is like, really? I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. Like I, everyone's cheated on, you know, yes, this guy's a scumbag. I get it. I just think Take all your opportunities, but I think it's gone to her head. Yeah, I do. I, I think really you do. Can, I think you can say that too as well with the pool party where they're all discussing things in the pool. And, and Sheena and Lala are talking about how they went to LVPs to discuss Sandoval. And immediately Ariana's telling everybody else how they should feel. That's, I feel like, the line that, that was crossed. If she's sitting back and she's saying, look, I don't want to be in the same room with him. I don't want to be anywhere near him. I have this feeling of, yeah, I don't want to be friends with Schwartz because I know that he's just going to be with Sandoval no matter what. And at the end of the day, that's what Schwartz is going to try to do because I've thought about it. Schwartz is going to sit down with Ariana if they were to ever get cool again and say, hey, you need to have a discussion with Tom. Like that, that would happen a thousand percent. So no, she doesn't need to be friends with Schwartz, but she also doesn't need to tell Sheena and Lala who they can and can't forgive and who they can and can't talk to. So that's, I feel like, the line that's being crossed right there. I don't agree with what Schwartz said last week. I think that Schwartz should have probably just, you know, used the back channels to invite people to Tahoe. Maybe don't sit down with an entire group of people with Ariana there and say, hey, let's all go to Tahoe. Sandoval's coming because nobody's going to give you a real answer. You can sit down with Lala and Sheena. You can sit down with Katie. Katie's obviously going to take Ariana's side, but you don't do that in the group setting. And then the way that he blows up, which Steele and I like to point this out all the time, you get to see the real Schwartz for like a brief second where he actually loses his temper and he starts going off at people. And it's like, oh, you're not a big dumb idiot. You actually do have feelings. You are actually, you know, showing some anger here and there. So there is a completely different side of you that we're not seeing on camera. So I don't agree with Schwartz last week, but I do think that Ariana is getting to that point where she's telling her friends what to do and what not to do. And that is a very dangerous game to play. So I could see them all turning on her. Yeah. And when she's, you know, like in that scene last week, which is the one you just referred to where she's like, you know, like no one's talking to you. Like just there is. And, you know, he's like, you're not the queen of the group or you're not my queen. Right. It's a little bit, I get it. You don't want this. I don't have anything to do with shorts. It's a little bit like you are, it's, it's almost like you're playing the victim too much. You are the victim, but you're playing it up too much. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to turn off people watching. It's going to turn a lot of people off. So it's just, it's just, I don't even know if it's like, purposeful but there is somewhat of an arrogance or like an overstepping take all your opportunities outgrow the group it's just like a little bit of an overstepping for me yeah and i think i i agree with both of you sentiments are both there where it's like no you don't have to be cool with tom ever again and no you don't have to pretend that you're going to be and no you don't have to say nice things about him and I get harboring resentment towards Schwartz because he knew that all of this was going on. Like all of that makes sense to me. But when you have a scene such as the pool, when 
you know, Sheena is dropping some pretty deep shit. And yeah, we are all speculating because, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out whether this guy is manipulative in this moment or not, if he's using these kind of, I don't want to say trigger words because it is a serious thing, but is this a, a play in some way, shape or form, which again, it sucks to even discuss because of what we're talking about. But regardless of all of that, when Sheena is delivering this information in the pool, Ariana doesn't even have a split second to hear it. Instead, she's like, nope, nope, nope. And pointing at everybody like, nope, you're not falling for this. You're not falling for this. You guys aren't talking about blah, blah, blah. It's the firm stance she's taking rather than, you know, maybe lightening up a little or just not chiming in in the moment. I, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong thing to do. But in I mean, that moment, walk away. something where it's not, it doesn't seem like you're combating against something that is so serious. You know what I mean? Like that was a tough look, I thought. And it's like, eventually, like if you're Sheena, I would be like, wait, I'm like, I'm angry. You know, like Sheena has been with Tom Sandoval from the beginning, you know, like she has known him longer than she's known Ariana. Like, you know what I mean? So like, eventually you would think she or Lala or anyone, but probably Sheena the most would just get upset. Like you're not hearing what I'm saying. Like, I'm not taking anything away from you. I'm not revealing anything, but like, this is just my friend. Right. who's going through whatever and I want to be there for them. And that does not take anything away from you. Like, I don't really believe like, you know, your enemy should be my enemies type of thing. I just in life, I, I think even with dangerous. a situation like this. Yeah. And I think that's a dangerous way to live. It's where, you know, he scorned you and obviously like right afterwards and, you know, the months where you're getting uh, Ariana back on her feet, yeah, totally. You can't be communicating with Sandoval on the side because you're there for, for Ariana to get her through this terrible thing that he's just done. So yeah, totally get that. But moving further away from it, we're three, four, five months separated from this whole thing. I don't think that it's realistic to say because, especially when you're on a TV show together, especially when you're a castmates on a show where you know that there has to be relationships bridged or else this show will not continue on. You know what's going to happen this season. You know the route it's going to take. You don't have to be cool with it. And that leads to the maybe she won't be back next season thing. But understanding what's happening within the moment and not being so harsh on the people that have been there for you. It doesn't have to be me or him. It can be you were here for me. And like they said, at the end of the episode, when we get that lunch or dinner scene with Brock and Sheena and Allie and James. We ride hard for Ariana. Yes. But Tom was our friend. Tom was very, very close with Sheena for a very long time. Tom was like James's big brother, as he likes to reference. So there were real relationships there. And what about just the logistics of it? Like, okay, like, you know, Tuesday night when you are literally taking your final bow on Broadway as Roxy Hart, I had a bad day and Tom was in the area in Marina Del Rey and called me for a drink and we went for a drink. I'm sorry I didn't check with you 3,000 miles away. I hope you had a great show and took your bow and greeted all your fans outside that wanted their playbill signed. Tom was across the street and asked me if I wanted to go for a drink and Brock was home in summer mode. So I went. Like, just the logistics of it, it's like, can't she just live her life? Her I think so. I, I think that it's also just, again, it's three months later. Like, I think that, yeah, yeah. Like a year from now, I, I don't think any of those things really come into play. I think people are going to stop referencing it. I think that on the show, there's going to be traces of it. At least this is what I'm hoping. There's going to be traces of it here and there. But people are going to be able to live their lives when Ariana's not around. 
And that is really honestly how real life works. But I still think they're in that like growing period where they're not really sure and they're afraid to make a false move around her because they don't want to piss her off. And you can see as soon as his name gets brought up, she gets agitated. I mean, they're still living in the yeah. same house there. He just got back from New Zealand. There's a lot of shit going on. We just picked up cameras. So we just started filming again. Now, all of a sudden, this is going to be my life again. So there's a lot of uneasiness pretty much probably by the entire cast aside from i mean lala looks fine she looks like she's handling everything pretty well but everybody else is like i don't really know how to handle any of this and hopefully i think by the end of this season we'll have a better idea of where they are i think so too that's i mean right it is only three months who knows next season and by the way next season if raquel doesn't come back let's stop making references to her too like yeah raquel is part of this show she might as well have come back she's mentioned every episode like Jen was in, in Salt Lake. So I just think, yes, it would be nice if there were traces of it. And then let's stop mentioning Raquel too, or yeah. bring her back and make it work. Yeah. And I, I think that when you look at how Raquel has produced her podcast, it's pretty much all VPR centric. She talks about all of this stuff on her podcast. So that begs the question, well, if you were going to do this anyway, why would you not make the check and go back? And her mental health is above all else. So if she couldn't handle that, then, you know, all credit to her for not making that decision to go back and put herself in a bad spot. But it's just this whole thing. It's so convoluted now. And it's so difficult to see how this becomes a, a smooth running show again. I don't see how that happens. And each scene, I'm looking for something more. I'm looking for some way that we're going to move forward from this. And each scene, I'm reminded that I don't know if we can. I really don't know if we can. And it, you know, it kind of, I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. And like the audience isn't going to buy something staged now. And there's also not enough people to state something like what? Like Katie and Tom are going to get back together. So it's like, it's like there's not enough people that even if you wanted to script something so bizarre first of all it's not going to be more bizarre than scandal no one's going to believe it and there's not enough people to even play chess with so what right like remember when the season started and like schwartz and sheena apparently kissed in the past and like where is that narrative now like i just don't believe all this other stuff i think it's like so right where do we go where do we go and i think that to what you referenced earlier, David, it's like one of those things where look at shows where you have such distinct lines between two parties. Jersey, we're so tired of talking about Teresa versus Melissa. Look at Potomac. You had a clear cut line where Giselle is not going to talk to Candace. Candace will not talk to Giselle. The group is not vibing in any way, shape or form. Potomac is my favorite. I reference it every episode. I bring this up. And they completely shit the bed this season. It's a terrible, terrible season. And when you have a cast that doesn't want to film together, why are we going to watch it? I was going to say, are you still liking Potomac this season? Because, yeah, no. I've, I've said a lot of less than stellar things about Potomac. We stopped no, watching no. it. Yeah, it's... no, we, we stopped watching it, too. And Steele will bring it up every single episode. You have to <laughs> stop doing that. Stop. No, it. I miss it. I, <laughs> I miss it being it, good. But let it go, dude. Never. Listen, they're trying to fix RHOA, which I have put that in my worst of category from last season. So yeah. if they fix that, there is hope for Potomac, but they better 
get their act together. Like, I'm sorry, you have to get rid of Robin. Let's just start there. Yes. Look, you're not, they're not going to get rid of Giselle, whether I agree with that statement or not. They're not going to get rid of the Grand Dame because she is the Grand Dame. They're not going to get rid of Candace. Candace is a great housewife, I I feel. But you can build a show off of those three. That's a show. That's like what I mean. around them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I, I really think probably they'll keep Ashley. That's just what I think. She just I think, thought, yeah. I think those are the four. And I think, I'm sorry, it's time for the professor to, I mean, leave the classroom. She's got her wine talk, Wendy wine. Yeah, whatever that wine is. Wine with yeah. Wendy talk. Show. And I mean, wine with Dr. Wendy. what the hell would Giselle be without Robin? Well, guess what? Let's find, Let's find out. out. We've been saying There's that no more ally. I say get rid of NECA and get rid of Wendy and get rid of Robin. And then, and I, oh God, are they going to keep Mia? They're going to keep Mia, but Mia can be a friend of, she can be a friend of because every once in a while she shows, I'm so glad we're talking about Potomac. Thank you, David. Thank God you for this. It. Shooter won't do this with me anymore. I think that if you have Mia come in, because every once in a while she has great episodes where she bops in and says something funny or stirs the pot or pushes the narrative forward. I think there's a place for her. I agree across the board, honestly. I think that that's a show you can work with with those four, and then you can add one. I don't think you need seven. I think put five solid housewives there. See and they have got. eight now, right? I think there's eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, there's it's eight. too many. It's like even keeping four, I would love for them to, yeah, I would love for them to keep four, not five. But I don't know. Maybe Mia, you keep over Ashley, but I don't think they would get rid of Ashley. I just don't. I don't. I don't yeah. think so. And I, I think the thing about like James Kennedy finding his dog back again, <laughs> is, <laughs> I mean, it was just really nice to watch LVP find his dog and that wasn't doctored at all. I'm sure that was completely organic and there was no issues. Right guys. You, you guys. Can right? I just say, and the thing is my audience that's the same. They're like, you never talk Potomac. It's listen, I am so anti-Potomac. Oh, we get comments season. all the time. Yeah. I just, I watched this past episode closer than I've watched others. And I'm like, Okay. Maybe I've been too hard, but I haven't been. No, you just, haven't been too hard. No, you yeah, can go harder. You haven't. You haven't. But yeah, to tie it back to what we were discussing, I think that that's going to be one of the biggest hurdles for VPR. And that's probably why we're going to see the editing the way it is. Again, referencing what you talked about earlier, we're seeing a very, very safe Sandoval edit. We're seeing arguably a not great ariana edit when they have that confessional of her doing her makeup while she's talking you know what they're doing they're trying to set her up like she's bigger than she's better than she doesn't have time for this shit she's doing her makeup like they're doing her dirty so they're clearly trying to push this narrative of trying to get a group together that is cohesive and she's the outlier but isn't that a dangerous game though like our people the fans aren't going to fall for that I mean, we all know where it's going and we talk about this and we watch every episode very intently. We know what's going on. We know that Tom's lying through his teeth in every confessional. We know that every scene that he does with one of his fake friends is completely forced and it's not real. And we know what the editing is doing. So we're all talking about that right now. Isn't that a dangerous game for Bravo to play? Can they edit it that way just because they don't agree with what's going on and they feel like Ariana might not be the best fit because now all of a sudden Sandoval is going to be on the outs and we need to make sure that he's back in the group. If we all know that's going to happen and we're pissed off about it, what are they going to do? They can't stop that. by I mean, they can re-edit all they want, but we'll know what they're doing. We'll know what they're doing. And it's not like, okay, like if she did get like a two-year run in Chicago, then it's like, okay, guess what? I'm moving to New York. Like, 
that okay is actually believable, but like what you're just going to announce at the reunion, I have an announcement. I I've outgrown this group and I'm going to take some time away from this group. Like it's you, you haven't, you're just leaving the show. It's not going to be like yeah a real storyline. Like get a two year run on Broadway and be like, I have to move to New York. Like at least we would have believed that, but true. Her exiting is not going to be like organic. It's going to be like, you're just leaving the show because you're too busy and to be bothered with these children. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not out here to like vilify Ariana. I do believe that she is founded in how she's feeling. And I do believe that everything she's expressing is like, she has the right to be like this 100,000%. She never has to bend the knee in any way, shape or form. She can be resentful, hateful, all of those things. That's fair. I think the problem that we can all agree with what we've discussed for the most part is it gets difficult when you put that burden on all of your friends to maintain that same level that you're on for apparently the rest of their lives as if you want them to stay in your life. And when you draw that line in the sand, that firm line, a lot of times that's going to push people away from you. That's not going to do what, what you're trying to do is keep your friends away from this guy that really ruined your life for a long time and now you know you're thriving so back to what lvp said last week like she's thriving she's living her best life do we need to continue to ruin sandoval's life and again i'm trying to speak from a place of just watching the show not from a place of i'm watching this dude out and about and saying all these ridiculous things and on these podcasts being a total prick and a total asshole. And I truly think that he is a narcissist. I don't think that's just a word we're throwing around anymore. I'm just trying to look at it objectively from a show standpoint and a friendship standpoint to what we want to see. I love to see the girls in this group when they get along and they're all vibing and you don't have the shadow of Sandoval hanging over it. And if that's something Ariana doesn't want to do, that's well within her right to not do that. It just puts the show in a precarious position because how do you go from there then? What do we get from the girls of the group? Because I don't think anybody's rooting for Sheena and Lala turning on Ariana. Like, I don't need to see that. I don't think that's great TV considering what she's went through. So they're giving us options now of where this show can go. None of them seem super appealing to me. So I guess... Where would you take it? If this, if you were producing this show and you could move this along in a different direction, what route would we take? What are we going to focus on? Huh. That's an interesting <laughs> question. No, because I'm, what you just said, like now I'm picturing, yeah, I don't think we could see, like we're giving Ariana, we're doing her dirty with a makeup and we're giving Tom Sandoval like a, nice edit but right i don't think we work we can watch a season where sheena and everyone turn on ariana no. that's that's not going to be watchable so that doesn't work and we can't have another season with the only i mean i said this before on my show the only thing it doesn't fix the show but it gets us a season 12 with high ratings. That's three stellar seasons. The only thing to me that works is the opening scene showing the heels panning up and it's Raquel returning. That is the only thing to me that works. If she, if Raquel doesn't return, the only other thing is Ariana has to go to me. Yeah. 
And then I still don't really know if you have no Ariana, she leaves. Raquel doesn't come back. What, I guess what, we're going to watch a season of everybody forgiving Tom, but now what? We're just going to go to the beach and have drinks and that still seems like a little bit of a bore. Right. Like what is there? Maybe so, that's the send-off, like return to Sir. The the originals return to Sir for one last hurrah, and then we send them off into the sunset. Maybe that's the route. We'll never do that. They're, they're not going to unless their no. hand is forced. Like no, they, there has to be it. like three or four straight really bad seasons for them to actually consider canceling it at this point. But they've got a long. I, I honestly, yeah. I think it may have been a mistake to pick up the camera so soon. I think you let the let, and I understand the appeal of let's pick them up and we want to get the raw emotions. We want people to be pissed off. But when you think about it, it doesn't give you great TV because people are still pissed off. They don't know how to feel. They're still working through everything. They haven't talked to Sandoval in so long. Maybe, yeah, picking up the cameras forced him to come back into the fold so you can see him talk to everybody. But at the same time, nobody really knows how to feel. And Ariana's still pissed off. Like, we're seeing her now. And yeah, we saw her, you know, during her whole revenge tour and everything that was going on. We're seeing her now thrive. And she's probably a lot happier right now. She might actually be better on TV right now. If they picked up cameras when they were supposed to a couple months down the road, we might have a better product out there. Instead, we've just got this mismatch of people that don't really know how to feel and LVP trying to direct them in whatever direction is good for the show. I think it could have been a mistake. I, I understand again why they did it, but I think in hindsight, it's very easy to say it was not the right move. Yeah. And I think if they waited, at least it would have right. Like to your point, set it up then for the future. Like it would right. have been more fluid and we wouldn't have wanted a wait, and they would have missed out on the cash cow, but it would have been a better move for the future because we would have seen something like the three scenarios. Those are the only three scenarios I can think of. Like if we're, if Ariana leaves and Raquel doesn't come back, that is not the solution to me because I don't know what's there. It's like at least Raquel coming back. I'm not like a huge Ariana hater and Raquel fan. I'm just saying that is what makes the most sense to me because yeah, then Ariana's not going to be there. It's just gonna, somebody's going to eventually work with her. I mean, it was longer time and mm-hmm. it'll just be more fluid. I don't know. And you probably have to get somebody new, but we already tried the new people and that didn't work. Woof. Right. Woof, huge woof. And I mean, I think the thing is, I mean, we can't really count Allie. I mean, she barely opens her mouth. No offense. I like her, though, when she does open her mouth. She's very, yes. very centered. I really like her. <laughs> She's very centered. But, you know, also, we're talking about who else are we going to bring back. I mean, I hate to wish harm on anyone, but the Valley is going to premiere Valley Village. And, I mean, if that thing ain't a huge hit, which I'm not so sure it's going to be, you're shaking your head, Steele. You because, seem to like, agree with me. Brittany Jacks aren't even living Definitely together not allegedly anymore. There's pictures of him with his quote unquote assistant, like cozied up together. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to land. There's too many question marks already. I've said multiple times, the toughest part for me with the Valley is going to be if Jax is the main character, he's not a main character. I don't need to see him the majority of the time on the screen. Not- I Yeah, no, I think he's, and that's the thing. So if that fails, we're not going to say, okay, Jax and Dodie just go down the street and join Vanderpump. I think it's going to be like, you were on a show that failed, so we're, we're done with you. My biggest problem with the Valley is like, I mean, and I've heard from reliable sources, but my biggest problem is like, 
Jax is a producer. Like Jax is, I think it's not only just going to be about him. I think Jax behind the scenes is like saying, no, you two need to do this and you need to do this. And Dodie knows what she's doing, but all these newbies, I think Jax, from what I've heard, is there saying, no, we have to do this and it's going to make better TV. And I think he's directing all these newbies. And so I just think, right, you're shaking your head still. You're not a fan of this. No, like I think I, it's not going to be original. Right? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that that's going to be the biggest pitfall of the show is you give Jax Taylor too much power or the semblance of having power. He's going to overstep. We watched it on Vanderpump for years and years. That was his MO. The minute that he feels like he is the number one guy in the group, he will act as such, and it's not good TV. It's obnoxious. He's he hasn't changed. The guy hasn't changed. He just hasn't been on TV. And like, well, that's and the as other soon part as he's back on TV, now all of a sudden Britney's not there. Right. Like, you know, he comes and back like, to TV. All of a sudden, his marriage, like, it's just completely gone. It's it's crazy. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you really want to sacrifice your marriage? You're apparently doing well in your marriage, not so much anymore, from the looks of it and the rumors that are out there. But I think the answer is yes. I think he will happily sacrifice anything to be in the limelight. I don't think he gives a shit. I think that his biggest regret is that he got kicked off the show. I think that he has been pining to get back there ever since. And lo and behold, the biggest scandal on reality TV history happens and people want him back now. Or at least it opens the door for him. And that's what's so funny. If you gauge the temperature of people immediately after Scandal, within that one, two, three month window where we were all firing off things. Everyone was talking about, everyone hated Sandoval. We were letting anybody speak out on it. We let Jax Taylor get back in the mix. Jax and Brittany had a rewatch or they were on fucking Peacock. Like anybody wanted to see that shit. If you gauge the temperature then versus now, it would be wildly different. And I think that it was impulsive to be like, oh, let's get these guys back. It's like, well, why though? Like, what does he bring? What did we miss from Jax Taylor? Like, there's a reason he got the boot. He hasn't changed. So what are we welcoming back onto our screen? And I mean, I don't know. I've said this many times too. What housewives, anything. I personally don't want to turn on Bravo to see like children and being raised. That is just so boring yeah. to me. I'm sorry. Like, so I, I don't even think there's going to be drama. I think this is just going to be about life for the reformed life in the valley and diapers and drinks and i like uh, the tagline is uh they give their best shot at adulting and like they're all you know late 30s early 40s like good job you know you're you're finally trying to be adults good job welcome to the game you've heard this drama i have a theory I, uh -oh. I have a theory with everything coming out right now yes that might be how the season of the valley ends what if it's jackson Brittany on the outs Jax has something with his assistant. They're trying to redo Scandal or something like that. And you get some kind of like, ooh, this is how they split. Are they trying to drum up that kind of vibe before this thing airs? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel is, is, is that worth, I, you know, the, the extra 10,000 viewers that you're going to get on your finale? Like, no, I, they're idiots. I feel like the timing on this is just so strange and they love it and they're running with it. And I don't think it's going to save the show. No, I no. Think. Is anyone like, have you talked to anyone that's like this trailer looks, I mean, look, maybe no, I'll be, God, no. if this, if these ratings, I mean, I, if these ratings are over a million, I will eat my words. Like I will be shocked. They, I thought you were going to say something more fun. Like, like could we? I will do like, whatever you want me to do. 
What what did Katie say? Eat a jean jacket. You got to eat a jean jacket. <laughs> I will eat a jean jacket. This is like you heard it here, stranger folks. Stranger things have happened, but I just don't see it. I mean, everyone's going to turn. I think it's going to start like like Vanderpump started off Beverly Hills. I think it's going to be one. This is my fantasy. I think it's going to be Vanderpump and it's going to be that scene. I think it's going to be the night that Jax has this scene with Lisa where Lisa's like, you said it was your show. You know, we saw that in the trailer, like Jax is yeah. coming back to Vanderpump. I believe, I think that night is the night the Valley premieres. I think it's happening in March. I think it's like episode nine or eight. It's one of those. I oh, do. and then it goes and into, okay. I think, and I don't, it might be two separate shows, but the night that Jax is on Vanderpump is a hundred percent the night that the Valley is starting. I think so he's going to be on Vanderpump. He's going to be on the Valley and then he's going to be a watch what happens live guest. Yes. Boom. Yes. Yes. Oh, and yes. A million. It's Look, a million. they're going <laughs> to, but then people turn it off. Like, you know, we have Salt Lake that was after whatever show and a lot of people were turning it. I think it was, was that after Beverly Hills? Yeah. So like yep. people turned yeah. it off. I mean, it had like half the rating. So I think people will turn it off. I do. I mean, I wish them the best of luck. I don't know. Who wants to see Jack's adulting with son? Nobody. TV? No one. Nobody. And I think that what they, if this season of Vanderpump doesn't pick up and get to a place that the viewers are happy with, I think what the Valley is going to do is oversaturate it and people are going to be just fed up with Vanderpump content. I think that the timing of it being that ninth episode or right there in the middle in March what they were originally planning on being like, oh, this is going to hit so well, and then we're going to carry over into this new show, which is also going to hit. If they don't pick this shit up moving forward, when we get to the Valley, we're going to be like, now we got fucking Jax back on TV. Like, now we got to watch Britney on TV again. We got to get all... Now it's Vanderpump 24-7. It's just a different label on it. Now we're going to be tired of it. And then the Valley's really going to tank, and then I think Vanderpump will suffer after the fact. If you got both of those shows, same night, they both stink. The viewership's going to plummet the next week. That's my prediction. Unless they can figure out a way to save this season without, God forbid, without leaning on the fact that Schwartz and Sheena made out God knows how long ago, allegedly. I think That's we're, what we're all hoping for. I think we're being heavily critical because we watch these shows for a living. The general Maybe. person will probably not tune out of EPR. The Valley's a completely different monster. If they tune in, they tune in. Whatever. Who the fuck cares? But I feel like this season of VPR, I think it's going to be consistent the entire time. I don't think the ratings are ever going to plummet this year. Next year is a different story, but this year is going to be consistent. I agree with that. And I agree. I think the first episode of The Valley is going to do over a million. I think the second yeah. is going to be disastrous. Wait, you just, just said it wasn't. You're going to have to eat a jean jacket. The Valley. No, The Valley uh, is not going to be. Like, I think the first episode is going to be huge. But I think the second episode on, it's over. Like I think he said the first one was gonna. No, he said the season. He said the season. The season. Because look, everyone's gonna everyone's gonna want to watch this, or at least forty minutes of it. Like, well, we have to. I mean, I don't want to (laughs) watch. We have to. We have have to. to. But I really think. I mean, this audience does tune out. Like when they don't like. Like you guys just said, you stopped your beloved Potomac people. Season three of Salt Lake City Housewives. Please, someone fill me in on that season because I stopped after like episode two or three. Um, I didn't miss anything. That's a different podcast. That's a different mm-hmm. podcast. But I think people will stop the valley. I do. I think episode one and then I think it's over. And yes, I think Vanderpump this season will not go down. I think that's going to continue. I do. Well, I, 
you know, we we bring it up frequently when you talk about these shows, and then we'll wrap it up. But like, I don't root for any of them to be bad. Like, yeah. we, you know, I used to watch Bravo solely for entertainment purposes because I enjoyed it. And now, you know, we have to watch a lot of these shows. I still love watching and I enjoy most of them. But because we have to watch them regardless, like I'm always rooting for a good season. I want the Valley to wow me. I want it to surprise me and be like, oh, wow, this is actually entertaining. But these shows have also turned me cynical. And I know like we all do. You look for certain things, certain tropes that you try to avoid. And we're seeing a lot of things that might not lead to a successful season and breaking it down analytically. You're like, shit, can it do it? I don't think so. So you go in jaded and then the first episode is going to suck and then I'm not going to give it another chance. <laughs> yeah, but our listeners are also sadistic and they're going to make us watch because they know yeah. that we hate, we hate watch things and they want to hear us ramble and ramble about how much it sucks. And we hate that they do that, but we love them at the same they, time. They do that. And they, they force us to do those. Yeah. I agree with all of it. I would like everything. Everyone thinks I'm so negative. I would love for these shows to be phenomenal, like the heyday, mm -hmm. Salt Lake City season four. I mean, never have I looked for something, have I, never have I not wanted to watch something as much as that because it's season three and then you watch it and you're like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. How did this happen? How, what, what just happened? How did Monica this happen? Monica Garcia happened. That's yes, what she happened. Did. Yes, she did. And it was phenomenal. And I'm like, is everyone listening to me here? Because I am so positive. Every day is a positive. <laughs> I'm like, I too would like to be positive about all of it. I'm wishing no harm to anyone. It's just, we're not there. We are not there these days. Something has changed. I don't know. I, maybe it's just oversaturation in general. Of all well, they are pulling back on, on what they're dropping coming up. We're not getting as many shows in the spring. So maybe that will. They're really spacing it out. Yeah. And as they should, I think that they got so excited with Scandaval. They're just like content, 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 content. And then we had some flops and they're like, hey, let's pull back yeah, and I think last season of Southern Charm was like one of the best seasons in years great. of Southern Charm, like years, and like right, but like where is Real Housewives of Dubai? Like that's probably in trouble. I mean, not that anyone's waiting for that, but I think spacing it out. I think right, they're probably like we don't want to do this, but we have to. This is the long term plan. I think maybe they're just learning. Yeah. Who knows? Bravo learning. That would be fun. Be fun know. to see them learn. Crazy concept. <laughs> I know. It's a crazy concept, but hopefully they're learning. Well, <sighs> that was that was great. Do you have uh do you have anything else? Anything you need to get off your chest? Anything you need to plug? Anything coming up? Um, you know, Summer House. Let's see how it goes this season. Keeping an open mind. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing to plug other than, you know, everyone from your audience who's not familiar with me could listen to Behind the Velvet Rope. We are a seven-day-a-week podcast. There's a show every single day. So don't overthink it. Just tune in because there's a new show every single day, seven days a week. Love that. Yeah, make sure you subscribe, get over there, listen to David Yontif behind the Velvet Rope. Um, and for us, we have our live show coming up March 6th. It's only a couple of, not even a couple of weeks away. How I don't even know. Two I'm weeks. not going to do the math. Is Where's your live show? It is at the City Winery in Philadelphia. Um, it is March 6th. It's a Wednesday night, and we do not have a lot of tickets left. We sold a ton today. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, guys, please go get those tickets. The link is in the bio. Remember, we also have a show coming up in Shooter Help Me Out. Uh, DC, March 3rd, and Boston, uh, June 14th. 
And March, sure, he means May 3rd. In, Did in, I say March 3rd? Yeah, DC is May 3rd. God now you're going to confuse everybody. Mar- uh, let me do this. Ready? March 6th, Philly, <laughs> City Winery. May 3rd, Union Stage, DC. Then we got Boston. When is that one? March 14th. June 14th. June 14th. <laughs> <March>. <laughs> you guys, that's why we suck at I don't know how – the fact that you remember any of that is – I'm shocked. That's great. I try to get better at plugging things. And I'm just not good at it. I, I don't have that. That oomph You don't? I – No. I'm I'm a pretty good I, I can plug stuff. But just, all, yeah. well next time we're just gonna send you our list and you can plug for us. I, I would plug us. I've done live shows before. I've been to the city winery in Philly. We like a live show. Love They're a live fine. show. They're and fine. And then tune in for our live show in August when David will be eating a jean jacket because the valley yep. will be doing great. Yep. When the valley I, is I the number one show that. on Bravo, thanks to the number one guy in the group. It's We're not send you a jean jacket and watch you eat it. <laughs> it's just it's from that trailer, it is just not possible. Remember this. It's just moment. not possible. Hey, I, oh, you, I, I'm gonna remember double down. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna Two keep, jean jackets. I'm gonna keep my chip on red. It's just not happening. Well, time will tell. Time, Time will tell. tell. But thank you so much for doing this collab with us. This was a blast. I mean, we'll have to do this again. again. All yeah, my audience to... needs to listen to you guys if they're not already. Yes, please do. See? We can't. And we'll have to. That. We'll get listen back to on us. so that we can. Uh, we have to discuss the Teresa Melissa split. Uh, you know, a little closer to that season because then yeah, we'll have a full hour and a half to get after it. Oh, yeah, I've we'll got make a lot sure to we say about that. Yeah. We'll get that. We'll we'll plan a, a pre Jersey event. Well, we'll get together and discuss what's coming up. That that would be a lot of fun. But um, thank you again. Thank you again. This was great. Thank you. We'll see you guys soon. See ya. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.